So just to also put you in the loop, the reason why we are at Kruger National Park. So we came through, um, you know, the Kruger National Park, myself and my other producer, and uh, we came to uh, Mopani Camp, um, and basically we came through the Palaburwa Gate, right? And we were, well, the tour, there's a tour that took place, and that tour, it, they went to Masorini Archaeological Site, which, of course, tomorrow morning on Jetset Breakfast, we are going to really delve into that issue. I'm going to be speaking to Dr. Ndlovu. Uh, he's a Sun Parks archaeologist, so where, where he can break down, you know, the history behind Masorini Archaeological Site. So this particular site, there is information in relation to how iron was made and we're talking way back way back and it will be quite amazing to know that some of some sometimes we think you know uh, some advanced advanced ways of doing things came from europe and some i think at some point we get our ideas and our information a little bit skewed but if you want to know more, tomorrow morning we'll be having that conversation with Dr. Ndlovu uh, from Sun Parks Archaeologist just so that he can break down all that information. But all I can say is where we are broadcasting from, it's absolutely serene. It's peaceful. Well, I can see bats. I'm not really a fanatic of bats, but that shouldn't deter me from enjoying the serenity. Coming up next, talking about travel and tourism and um, Swoom Kwanazi, a freelance travel and lifestyle journalist, is online. Welcome to the chill zone. I like speaking to you, Spoo. You like speaking to me, but you don't take me with to the Kruger. Listen, Spoo. You've been to places where you've left me behind. Let's not go there. Let's we'll do our housekeeping of air. You and I. No, that's true. That's true. A beautiful part of South Africa, the Kruger, right? It's awesome. It's awesome. I cannot even begin yeah. to, to to describe it. Yeah, no, I, I, it's one of my favorite places. And it, it's very touristy, but it really, really is worth it. If if one of our listeners has never been to the Kruger, take your money that you saved and you've worked hard for. Go and have at least a weekend in the Kruger. Mm, I wish I had taken Amandla with me as well because I'm with Intabiseng. And as we were driving and having a chit-chat, all, you, all we're bumping into was just elephant poo. And then we bumped into the elephants, and then we bumped into zebras, and then it was giraffes, and you know, these it's it's just oh, oh. But anyway, that, enough that of that. Let's get, let's come back. The, the big five. <laughs> yes, actually, we saw, I think the big three so far. We just didn't, yeah, we haven't we have yeah. not seen a lion, and we have not seen a leopard. Sure. And, a, wow. and what else? Yeah. And a buffalo. Yeah, and a buffalo. Okay, so we've seen the big two. But how is it the big two, though? <laughs> oh, the other animals are not in the big five. <laughs> By the yeah. way. Let's talk about the tourism amendment bill, though. Yeah. So the, the tourism amendment bill is going, well, it's trying. The Minister of Tourism is trying 
to regulate apps like Airbnb, Booking.com. And what this will mean is that the tourism minister, Patricia DeLeo, will be able to set thresholds. So how things are right now, if you are you have a house somewhere or a property, you can simply just register on Airbnb, for example, and you say, I've got a room and I charge 1,500 rand a night. You don't pay tax, you don't pay levies, you don't have to register with anyone except for Airbnb. It's basically become a side hustle for some people. So now the minister and some other um, travel and tourism entities are saying, how is Airbnb and Booking.com and all these other apps, how are they able to do this? Because no one goes to these rooms to check that the safety levels are fine, that the tourists or the, the, the people that are going to be staying there are safe, you know? So they are saying we need to be able to regulate these apps. So there's a big quarrel because people are saying, why are you coming for us? I want to just make a bit of extra money. And as the tourism minister, you want to now get into my business. What is the big deal? So it depends on which side of the fence that you sit on, right? So regulation sometimes is a good thing. If someone, for example, had in one of be a huge story because the tourism minister and the Department of Tourism would be blamed for saying you let this happen because you did not regulate it, right? That's the one side of the argument. But the other side is that Airbnb and Booking.com and all these other apps make it affordable. So for example, if you cannot afford to stay at the Kruger because the, the lodge that Bertha is staying at is for example, 4,000 rand a month, but smooth just outside of the Palaburwa gate is charging 900 rand, you know, per night. Mm. You are going to stay at smooth place. So there's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a catch-22 situation. The tourism minister needs to step in, but what the tourism minister is saying, listen, it's not that we are going to try and regulate the entire industry when it comes to these booking apps. But they are looking more at the medium and the larger guys. So there are people that will buy properties. Maybe they will buy a house with five rooms, and then you'll put them on booking.com. You will put them on Airbnb. Those are the ones that they want to, to, to be able to register with the Department of Tourism to make sure that um, safety levels are fine. So it's, it's, it's actually going to be very interesting how this pans out because there's still a white paper that's out. So nothing has been legislated. They are still debating. They're still going to do community uh, uh, consultations to say, what do you think as people who own Airbnbs and, and as well, the consumers like myself, like you, Bertha. Mm. So, you know, it's quite interesting because I think we also need to uh, give the holistic picture of uh, a Airbnb and its contribution to the economy. So the mm. new report from Genesis Anal Analytics uh, highlights that Airbnb more than doubled its contribution to the growth of inclusive, to inclusive tourism 2019. 2022 yeah. contributed more than 23.5 billion to the economy. Mm. Yeah, supporting mm. 50,000 jobs and with typical host earning around 
32,500 rand. Domestic travel yeah. on the platform grew by more than a third, 2019 to 2022, with the fastest growth seen outside the uh, typical tourism destinations. Now, I'm saying this because I would like to have a conversation with Auntie Pat, because I can just imagine all the small Airbnb owners, most probably when they hear there's a white paper going around and they are not fully advised or fully informed, everybody starts panicking and some may even start closing, not really understanding where she's going mm. and where she's coming from. Come 19 yeah. October 2023, yeah, in 2022, a rebound year for travel, Airbnb supported almost 50,000 jobs, contributed yeah. more than, you know, the 23 that I've just spoken about, which is what, 115% increase from pre-COVID. Yeah. That's according mm. to the report, the new report um, from, you know, independent consultants, Genesis Analytics. And I think sometimes, and why I'm saying this, and I'm saying it with a, with, with a slight passion, especially in formal economy economies yeah we i'm talking i'm talking about people in ekasi uh small business owners like you're saying it's a bertha who owns a house in randberg and she has back rooms that are nice you know they're decent and she's able to charge 400 runs or 500 or 600 rand per night it has you know the basics which is a good bed good crisp linen a bathroom, da da da, whatever, but most probably does not provide breakfast. So, if they are going to pass this kind of a bill, where I I know you've just said it's for the bigger guys, should we not start by also giving sufficient information to small business owners to say, hold on, if you just have two rooms, five rooms, you do not apply. And if you do apply, these are the repercussions. And if we're talking big guys, what are we talking about? Is it an establishment that carries, uh, let's mm. say, a thousand guests? Yeah. Or is it 500 guests? Because mm. honestly, just listening to you and I having this conversation, if I'm a, a, an Airbnb owner, I start sweating bullets. Yeah. I also would be very nervous if I, if I had a few rooms, right? But this is where it's going to get very tricky. So Auntie Pat is going to have to decide what the threshold is, as you are saying. So someone who's got maybe a minimum of one room to 20 rooms is are they regarded as a small player. And from 21 upwards, or is it 50, or is it 100? How is this going to be determined? You know, it's going to be so critical for, for the Department of Tourism to, to say, this is how we came up with this number. And this is where consultation with Airbnb owners, consultation with consumers like Bertha and Sue and everyone that's listening to say, all I can afford is a thousand rand a night. So that's why Airbnb is so important. The jobs that are on the line. So if one of those rooms uh, closes, right, it's not only the, the owner that's going to be affected, the cleaner who comes after every person that's there, the person who might cook if you, if you provide that service, the gardener who makes Bertha's one room in Randburg look good, they will lose their job because the owner mm. is no longer able to make money. You know? Now, the other thing is what has happened in New York. New York used to have about 22,000 Airbnb rooms. 
And because of, of these of similar rules, they had to cut them down to 3,000. And you know what happened? This happens everywhere and in every industry. A black market emerged from that. So you have people that are now booking rooms via Facebook, via WhatsApp, and it's so much more confusing. And people are doing whatever they want without Airbnb, but the rooms are still there. You know, so now you have the mm. black market that is going to be op- operating in, in, in Randburg because Airbnb mm. went from 10,000 rooms in, in Randburg to 3,000 because of this. Where, where are the 7,000 people that were coming to Randburg? Where are they going to stay? A black market, there's not potential for this to come up in Joburg, in South Africa as well. So I really would not want to be the Minister of Tourism right now because this is so tricky. And as I said, it depends on which side of the fence that you're on. There are merits to regulating anything, any industry. Safety levels will increase, you know, availability will increase. But at the same time, you might be costing jobs. The economy might suffer at the same time. That is so true. You know, the beauty, though, in, 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 in the midst of, his, of, 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 you know, whatever is being created, there must be a very good reason. And, of, of course, we, we ought to also just create space for, uh, you know, um, uh, the Ministry of Tourism to, to start, you know, putting out information out there. That what I like is the fact that in the free state, it was, you know, in, in, in Mafube, for instance, they were the fastest growing uh, in terms of Airbnbs. And it really just helps the community to keep everybody earning just that little something. Because that's all we want. We all want to earn something and we want to put yeah. food on the table. And this was a nice opportunity. It also makes mm. me question. Yeah, it makes me question. But I stand to be contested on this question to say is it not the big guns now calling for regulations or regulatory systems to be put in place because a chunk of the pie was eaten mm-hmm. by yeah. this dis, you know this disruptive economy that came from nowhere to number one Thanks. in fact it just makes me wonder that a certain association, um, a, not Airbnb, BNB associations have said, and these are straight to the minister saying she is allowing Airbnb and Booking.com and all other apps money away from them, and this is not regulated. So you are 100% right. This is not coming from Norway. The big guys are saying, listen, a chunk of the pie and a significant chunk of the pie is now going to a Bertha in Randburg instead of this well-known hotel that you could go to, right? But I think we also, let's, let's not forget why Airbnb and Booking.com are so important. One of the reasons is there are places in South Africa and other parts of the world where you don't get hotels, right? You Maybe you've got a meeting or you are there for a conference or whatever the reason might be in the middle of the free state. There isn't this uh, expensive hotel, a five-star hotel, and the only bit of accommodation that you will find is a smooth one room. That is decent. It's going to charge a thousand rand a night, but you know, it's crisp linen. It's going to be beautiful. You'll be able to sleep there, and it's clean. So what happens to those towns? 
all of a sudden, people don't have accommodation in those small towns. Where are they going to go? Because they don't have uh, any other alternative. There's no hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose we're going to have to leave it at this point. Let's just hope that uh, it all goes in favor of small black owned businesses um, because it is so important. And um, next time when you go on your excursions, I told you now I know people who know people that know other people that know the other people. So I now travel without you. Spoo. So I'm just hinting, hint, hint. Next time, put me in your suitcase. So we can do these excursions together. But thank you so much for joining us on the Chill Zone. And uh, this has been very, very insightful information. And this is not, we're not trying to be alarmists or to create the vibe that there is a, prob uh, a problem that's looming. I think it's a conversation. It's just a paper that's just being sent around to figure out how we can regulate the way we do business. Because also, without any regulations or any, any, in, in, basically yeah regulations in place we can really run a rampant and it, it can be chaotic so let's have a, let's sit and wait and see what auntie pat uh, in the ministry of uh, tourism is bringing on to the table and what it all means but Sbu, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for joining us on the chill zone have yourself a great weekend that's a boom, Mkwanazi, uh, freelance travel and lifestyle journalist, and talking about uh, the white paper that is um, out there. And um, it stands uh, to be in some form of a dialogue and some form of a contesting. And, you know, we agree to disagree or disagree to agree. Anyway.